This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Here you go. Here you go. Distancing. The nothing personal word of the day. Distancing. As in social distancing. As in, do you understand what that actually is? That means please watch and listen to nothing personal, but don't share a pair of headphones. That means eating and drinking, but not with other people in groups. Don't take six people and go out to a bar. But we didn't listen. So then the government was forced to make decisions, which they made locally, statewide, and soon federal. The decisions that bars are going to close, Restaurants are closed, only doing delivery or to-go. We had a chance to control this, and we missed it. And the reason we missed it is that we believe we're free. We're a democracy. We're America. Oh, it can't happen to us. Oh, it won't happen to me. You go macro, you make it micro. As a country, we said it won't happen to us, and then it did. Now, as an individual, you're saying, hey, it won't happen to me until it does. And what happens when it does? I want you to get better, but it'll be too late in terms of the spread. Donovan Mitchell of the Utah Jazz was the second player to get coronavirus, the second NBA player. He feels nothing, like the chorus line. I felt nothing. He feels nothing. That's bad. That means he would have been out and about were it not for his self-quarantine or now mandatory quarantine given that he actually has COVID-19 or tested positive for it. We don't know what's coming down the pike because we refuse to listen to the here and now. Social distancing. You know what to do. Tell me why you're not doing it. I'm here in a studio at CBS in Broward. We're getting case after case. We have sent people home. They're all working from home. There's a few people left. They're all six feet apart with very few exceptions, and they should be six feet apart. I feel for the people in the control room I because what is our job? I want to keep coming to you, and we have a way to come to you every day no matter what because I can be quarantined in a closet, and I can record this show for you. The reality is, as a news organization, we want to give you what's happening. With the NFL starts its calendar, we want to give you the trades. CBS Sports HQ wants to give you breaking news, MLB delaying its season. CBS Sports HQ could have just listened and watched to nothing personal, and they would have known that, of course, we were delayed. There are essential businesses that have to continue, but let's talk about that. How? 
How do you continue? Let's just talk about food. That's not a real national quarantine, which was rumored today, and we don't know whether that's going to happen. I think the borders will be closed, and I think it's coming sooner than you think. And that's not being alarmist. I think there will be a national curfew coming sooner than you think. That's not being alarmist. What happens? How does the food, it grows from the farmer who's got it. Let's just pretend. I talked about this earlier. Let's pretend that you're at the bar. You're having vodka, Coke Zero, and nachos. How exactly are you getting the nachos? Where do they come from? Well, chips get made. They've got to be made in the kitchen. That's just you take a bunch of dough and fry it. I'll talk to Jenny Dell, see if I can make that a simply delicious concept. Then you have to get vegetables that are grown by farmers driven to a supplier who then trucks them to restaurants, which go to chefs who cook them, which goes to a server who serves them, which go to you who eat them, eats them. We eat them. You don't give that much thought. Farmer to table isn't actually farmer to table. The next time you go to a restaurant and they tell you it's farm to table, I want you to ask the person, hey, I'm taking a poll. It really is farm to table? That's amazing. Of course it's not. Social distancing. Please practice it. Please do it. Because the sooner we do, the faster we can get back to the normal that we used to have. Sports, entertainment, production of movies, movie theaters. Don't we want that? Coronavirus update. I'm doing it every day. I told you I would. There's a lot of updates. Let's start with, uh, as we know, the CDC has come out and said, no public gatherings of 50 or more people for the next eight weeks. The CDC knows what it's doing. The CDC does not take it lightly when they say no public gatherings of over 50 people for six to eight, for eight weeks. I'm so used to in baseball an injury. An injury is six to eight weeks. I just said it now. It's eight weeks. So let's talk about what that means. For all the media out there, stop with the baseball without fans. Count the number of people on a roster. 26 times 2, that's 52. Eh, eh, like family feud, Richard Dawson. Top 100 answers on the board, here's the question. Sorry, top five, this is funny. Top five answers on the board. 100 people surveyed. When will baseball start? Eh, we're lucky if it's mid-June. Let's work backwards. Spring training is going to have to happen again because as a president of a Major League Baseball team, I'm shutting down spring training. Major League Baseball did a statement today that said very simply, we did a conference call with 30 clubs following the newly updated recommendations of 50 days, of 50 people, eight weeks. We are pushing back Major League Baseball in accordance with that guideline. That statement doesn't say anything. It says MLB will keep fans updated on any decisions for the 2020 schedule. We remain committed to playing as many games as possible when the season begins. Give me a break, MLB. I've tried to help you. I have said, let me help you with our public announcements. Here's the announcement we give and that you should be hearing. Major League Baseball right now is shutting down all of spring training. We are going into an off season. 
We are suspending, literally suspending the season as of March 12th, which means the next time we are allowed to have any sort of public gathering, because even a workout in spring training is considered a public gathering, that day will be March 13th. We will then start the season 13 days later, which would have been March 26th. We will then play the number of games, and we will enter into our schedule on that day. You're right, it won't be a balanced schedule. You're right, this will be exceptional. But you're also right that at the end of October, we will have a World Series champion. And then I'm going to take the microphone still, and I'm going to keep talking. Hi, I'm with Major League Baseball. Guess what? It is going to be a shortened season. We can't play 162 games. We've gotten together with the union, and we are going to answer all of the questions for the players as quickly as we can. We're going to figure out service time. We're going to figure out pay. We're going to figure out roster bonuses. We have to take this one decision at a time. We don't know what tomorrow brings because tomorrow keeps changing. And baseball is a game that's based on a clock. Yes, there are no clocks during games, but trust me, the game is based on a clock. Every day at 7.05, we have a game. We know after the World Series, there's a certain amount before free agency. It's all based on a rhythm. And that rhythm is being disrupted, and it feels awkward. It hurts. We want sports back, but I don't know when we can deliver it. So to the fans out there, please take care of yourself and help people around you because we need it. As a matter of fact, I'd like to announce that MLB and the MLB Players Association will be donating a million dollars to help hunger because there's a lot of it because schools are closed. And did you know the number of kids who get their only meals from public school? Now that's an announcement MLB should do. That's the way to handle a crisis. You don't say at least two weeks and now come out and say eight weeks, but say we are committed to the most games we can have. We need to be realistic and pragmatic. All of the people speculating about a World Series in December in a neutral site like Miami at Marlins Park, you're welcome. No, that's never going to happen. Because then you have screwed up the 2021 season. You can't have baseball through December and then all of a sudden open spring training mid-February. Teams need the offseason to sell. They need the offseason to recuperate. The players do. They need the offseason to get ready for the next season from a marketing, sales, finance. Let's get back to a normal schedule if we can in 21. Let's take 20 with a truncated schedule. Remember 1981, folks? Who knows anything about 1981 in this room? We still have a few people six feet away. In 1981, the Los Angeles Dodgers won the World Series. Fernando Valenzuela, it was Fernando Mania. Do you remember that that was a strike-shortened season? No. Eventually, 2020 will become known as the season shortened by coronavirus. But guess what? Whatever ring is won by a team will be worn and loved and enjoyed by the players and will be remembered by the city as a championship. That's what MLB should be doing. NBA, they have been on top of this. I give them credit. But Adam Silver had a little tiny slip today, and he's got to control it better. And it's hard. 
I'm not criticizing Adam or Commissioner Rob Manford. It's hard right now. Adam said, don't look for basketball until mid-June, and they are now rumor, rumor tweet. They are now calculating the financial damage. I have an idea. Do your work, but try to not have those things leak. Because right now there are much bigger problems in our country than what the damage will be to the NBA teams. We do know the union has a seat at this table. We do know the union is directly impacted by whatever revenue problems the teams have. Why? Because it's going to change the salary cap. It's going to change the tax threshold. It's going to change player salaries. But if you are an NBA player right now and you are making 15 million and next year you may make 12 or 11, which would be a huge, that is a 25% reduction. That would be a huge reduction in your pay. There will not be people playing violins for you. It is incumbent upon us as professional North American sports to be leaders. Let's calm the country. Let's explain what our role is right now, which is to do everything we can off the court to provide guidance to our players, guidance to our fans, and then enforce it. Don't tell me that spring training get-togethers are recommended to stop. Close the camps. Don't tell me that we're calculating the financial problems between NBA teams and NBA players. Solve the problems of your workers. Don't tell me that the NHL is figuring out what to do about going back and forth to Canada when borders are being closed. Take care of your workers. Don't tell me that you're worried about whether or not you can go to your favorite restaurant and get hammered or go to a movie because you can't figure out what to do in your apartment. Take care of the people who don't have that opportunity. This is our moment. We can either panic and run around like chickens without a head or we can show leadership in a micro way in your office with your friends, with your family. The choice is yours. Don't choose wrong. Don't choose incorrectly. The UFC, they chose wrong. NFL, they are the cash cow for CBS. People at CBS are ecstatic that the NFL calendar continued. Breaking news left and right on HQ. People consuming it like they consume air and water. DeAndre Hopkins traded from the Texans to the cards. Great. Dak Prescott franchise tag exclusive. Terrific. We're going to give you the news We're going to stay on air as long as we can, but let's make sure that we're sprinkling it with other things. And I don't want to hear the fact that you're not interested in anything other than sports right now because you're lying to yourself and the people you're quarantined with. I want to give you the latest information on the field and off. I know you come to CBS Sports and CBS Sports HQ for gambling, for fantasy, for breaking news, for the facts. Times are different. I know that our numbers are up and more people are listening. That means I've got a greater responsibility, not a smaller one. The NFL showed a complete tone deafness by having all of these announcements today. Is it great that we have a chance to say that Bill O'Brien, the coach and GM of the Texans, is the single worst coach and or GM of all time? Does that somehow get us to not focus on what is happening around us? 
maybe for a second, like waking up from a nightmare, you realize, wow, we have a reality. Is that happening to anyone else, by the way? Is anyone else waking up in the morning and forgetting that we're in the middle of this pandemic? And you have that one or two seconds when you open your eyes that you think everything's normal and then you realize that everything's not normal. And then you say, oh, well, I'm going to be here and so is CBS. But I encourage everyone to try to have a tone that understands what's happening. The NFL ratified its CBA. Did you hear about that news? It got a little bit lost, but the reason why there is a new year right now with new franchise tags, an exclusive franchise, non-exclusive transition tags. You know what? I could sit here for 20 minutes and explain it. There's only one thing you need to know. Every decision by every NFL team about whether to franchise tag or transition tag a player is based solely on dollars. It's based on the perception of value that that player has in the market. That is how we as executives always make decisions about players when it comes to a right of first refusal, which is something that's involved in a transition tag, or the fact that we're keeping a player and making that player play for us, which is what the Cowboys did with Dak Prescott. By giving him the exclusive franchise tag, he cannot go anywhere. They want him, but they're not willing to come to a long-term agreement. Why is that? Because they're smart. Why would anybody be signing any player to a long-term contract right now when you have no idea what your revenue is? You have no idea what the impact is going to be on the National Football League going forward. You have no idea from a national broadcasting standpoint what's going to happen. We don't know. Will CBS and Fox be able to bid what the NFL is predicting they're going to bid? What if CBS has laid off half its staff? What if Fox has stopped production on all of its shows, not for a month or two months, but for six months? We don't know. So as a team owner, I'm signing. The Dolphins are celebrating that they signed three guys today. Celebrating. That's called B-A-U for that team. Business as usual, meaning they have no idea what they're doing. It's extremely frustrating. But don't worry, there was a baseball game to watch. Trevor Bauer, that brilliant soul. Trevor Bauer had a sandlot game. All the players were mic'd up. He pumped it up on Twitter as though he were solving our problems. Trevor Bauer, as usual, is making them worse. Trevor Bauer can say that he's got his heart in the right place, but he doesn't. If he had his heart in the right place, he wouldn't have all those people in the same place and then send them home where they could possibly spread the virus. Trevor Bauer would not be broadcasting on his new Instagram or Twitter or whatever site he has. This was all about him. Everything he's done is about him. I can't control players during the offseason unless they're violating their guaranteed contract. Players do what they do. But you don't think the Cincinnati Reds knew what they were getting when they traded for Trevor Bauer? They did. They were getting the whole package. So what about the NFL, this whole CBA situation? I found it to be fascinating, actually. Did you know, and we said it here on HQ, the rules are that only 50.1% have to approve the CBA for it to be ratified. Veterans were coming out. Remember we had that big guy, that twin, his name is uh, Pouncey. 
Pouncey is an NFL player. He's got a twin big guy saying, hey, and I think he talks like this. This is not good for my throat. I'm going to have to ask Madonna what to do because I'm on the air longer during this coronavirus. But hey, I'm going to take care of all you young players. Don't you worry. You better vote no with me. We know what's best. But if you have a money problem, I'm going to step up and take care of you. Really? Really? Not sure that happened. Aaron Rodgers. I'm a no and here's why. All right, Aaron. Where are you now? Because the CBA was ratified. You're right. Only 51 and a half percent. You're right. It was 1,019 to 959. You're right. It was a close vote. But guess what's next? Guess what's next, Aaron? Guess what's next, Aaron? Your leadership. How about releasing a statement the way you released it when you were a no about how respectful you are of the process and how you will work with the young players to continue to continue representing the NFL in the way that I know it should be represented, continuing to take care of players past, present, and future. We will get together as an industry, and we will continue to make a difference. Where are you now, Aaron? Where are all those big-time celebrity knows? How did it pass? Did the NFL owners intimidate youth players to vote yes? You're damn right they did. And I would do the same thing because you think that there's going to be a better deal after the coronavirus 2020 situation. Even if my economics are the same, I'm going to tell you they're different. Even if I'm telling you that I'm never going to put that same deal on the table, I may or I may not. A bird in the hand is better than two in the bush. If I were the NFL, I would have pulled the offer. The NFL's offer was generous to the players increasing their percentage of revenue. NFL teams may need every ounce and every percentage of revenue to make up for what they could lose. But the NFL owners don't think it'll impact their season at all. The most they've said is the draft won't be in Vegas. Really? We had a run of breaking news on CBS that the NFL draft won't happen in Vegas. Hey, pay attention. Vegas is closed. Of course, there's no draft in Vegas. You think it's gonna, Vegas is gonna open in mid-April? Pay attention. <sighs> we can do this. We need smart decisions made by smart people. The people running the leagues have to understand the responsibility they have. UFC, what are they doing? Tell me. Is the UFC, Coca told me this and I, I don't believe him. He told me that UFC events are happening as scheduled. Is that possible? Coca, can you confirm that? I don't even know if. So the UFC has now canceled England events, but they're still trying to do an event this weekend. Are they going to do it on the on the front lawn of the White House? I know Dana White and Donald Trump are very close. They could do it at the White House. Is there a UFC event that can happen with fewer than 50 people, Coca? Tell me, you're a UFC guy. How many people are needed to put on a UFC event? Let's say that there are five people in the ring, right, for each fighter. So just right there, you've got 12 people, right? It's one-on-one. -on -one. Five people, that's 12. Now let's assume what you need. Let's say that there's not one card. Let's assume there's 10 cards. Just 10 for easy math. 10 cards, eh, 
family feud, you're over 50. But by the way, what about first responders? Are there any doctors on site for UFC fights? I bet there are. Are there any people who have to bring food or have catering for people working the UFC fights? Just curious. I bet there are. Hey, Dana, is it possible that there are more than 50 people at a UFC card? I guarantee it. And you're going to bring everyone to Europe, which is the epicenter of the pandemic, or you're going to keep it here in the States and violate the CDC recommendation? Why? Because you think you're above it? Why? Because you think it's a hoax? Why? Because you don't believe it? Just you wait. Just you wait. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. Through the first round of the NBA playoffs, it's still all about the Celtics and the Nuggets. Will it be a likely matchup between the two powerhouses for the NBA championship? You can bet on the Celtics to beat the Nuggets at plus 400, or the Nuggets to beat the Celtics at plus 425, right now. And if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SAMSON. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SAMSON. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, what are you doing while quarantining? Everyone's saying they're streaming, watching movies. I'm going to unveil for you eventually my full top 100 list. I'm going to give you tons of stuff to do, but I'm starting today with books. Do you know there's something, it's amazing, it's, it's, it's called reading. And what you do when you read is you have a book in front of you that has words on it, and it's actually more than 240 characters. <gasps> it's actually more than the length of your average crap. So it's not a magazine article. It's actually a book. Maybe 200 pages. Some are quick reads. Some are slow reads. They're all informative. Some are fiction. Some are nonfiction. I get it. You can't go to the library. No libraries. Look in your apartment. Look around. Do you not have any books? Guess what? Do you have an internet connection? Now, I know there are people who don't, but if you're watching me now or listening to me later, I assure you that you can access a book. I'm going to give you the top five sports books of all time. Read them from five to one as a quarantine activity. Number five. I hate to say it, but it's true. Michael Lewis can write. Moneyball was a good book. The movie stunk. Brad Pitt looks nothing like Billy Bean. Billy Bean looks nothing like Brad Pitt. Paul D. Podesta does not look like Jonah Hill, even the skinny Jonah Hill. 
The Oakland A's were not good because of Moneyball. The Oakland A's were good because they had the best rotation in the game with Zito, Mulder, and Hudson. Oh, by the way, the MVP with Miguel Tejada. But you don't hear about that. All of that said, Moneyball. It's the fifth best sports book that I have ever read. Number four. Let's go right to it. I love Robert Redford. I love Glenn Close. I really love Kim Basinger. Like, really. Like, in a real way. The Natural. Yeah, it's a book, folks. It's a book. Bernard Malamud. There's an 80% chance I mispronounced the author's name. Darn it. I think it's Bernard Malamud. Malamud? Mood? The Natural. First read the book, then see the movie. There are very few times I would say that because later in this list, I'm going to tell you to see the movie first and then read the book. Number four, The Natural. Number three, this is a book that was introduced to me. It's called The Boys in the Boat. This is insane, this book. It has to do with a crew. You know what what crew is when you uh, row? Yes, when you row on the Charles River with Harvard, that's crew. You know the whole varsity blues thing where people get into college by pretending they're a coxswain or on the crew team? Well, to be a coxswain, you have to be pretty much my size at most. Boys in the Boat is about a team and what they went through to make it to the Olympics, the Berlin Olympics in 1936. Boys in the Boat, number three, phenomenal book. Number two, here we go. One of my top sports movies of all time, anyone who knows me or has listened to me anywhere, Levitard, CBS, knows. Let It Ride is my favorite movie with Richard Dreyfuss, David Johansson, Terry Garr, Alan Garfield, Jennifer Tilly, filmed right here at Hialeah Racetrack. It's a South Florida movie called Let It Ride. Beyond hysterical. Perfect. You can watch it 50 times. Please go watch the movie Let It Ride and then read the book on which it's based. It's a book called Good Vibes by a writer named Jay Cronley. I guarantee you that you haven't read the book. I guarantee you you haven't seen the movie. We did a staging of that movie, a showing back in the day with Lebetard show, back when before Highly Questionable, before all these shows, there were like 10 people there. It is a cult classic, but if there's not an opportunity to join a cult during a quarantine... When will there ever be? Good vibes. And the number one of all time sports book, it's not even close. It's really not. Born to Run by Christopher McDougall. In a runaway. Get it. Read it. Why, you ask? Imagine running a marathon every day just to get water. Imagine running a marathon every day to try to get food or to stay away from people trying to kill you. Imagine living a life that so many people on the continent of Africa live. And then imagine doing all the running barefoot. Just imagine how lucky we have it even in the middle of this pandemic. If you want a book that will motivate you, make you feel good about yourself, about your country, and make you feel that maybe there's a bigger story out there, Maybe there are people who have needs more than I do. Read Born to Run. It is a life-changing book. Born to Run, the number one sports book, in my opinion, ever written. Thank you, Christopher McDougall. Get the book. Start reading. Well, 
you're probably saying to yourself, and I don't blame you, you're saying to yourself, what is it that you want, David? What would you be doing? It's so easy behind a microphone to criticize, to tell people what they should do. Well, I sat in the chair where I had to do it for 18 years. I can give you perspective of what should be happening right now, but I can do more. I can do more. It occurred to me that we do a segment called So You Want to Talk to Samson. You tweet me at David P. Samson. You follow me. You go into my DMs. I love the segment. It's a great, it, it's given me an opportunity to think about things that I otherwise would not have thought of. The question asked today got me thinking about something staggering, actually. Not that I'm thinking about something. That's funny. That's not staggering. I think about stuff all the time. As a matter of fact, I can never quiet my brain, which is why I can't sleep. But the question was asked, what would I do if I were still with the Marlins, Ray Hourly Workers? So let's set up what that issue is. The issue is to put on a baseball game requires a lot of people, thousands of people. Some people are fully salaried employees of the team or fully salaried employees of the team who makes the food or of the team who does security or of the ushers or of the ticket takers or of the people cooking or of people cleaning. Some are salaried. The overwhelming majority are hourly. That means they only work when they actually clock in. And then when they clock out, they stop getting paid. An hourly worker are the workers who are most impacted by the shutdown that we are seeing right now due to coronavirus. But you've got to expand your mind and expand your thinking. Right now, teams have come out. Jerry Reinsdorf and Rocky Wirtz of the Blackhawks and of the Cubs, of the White Sox and of the Bulls came out and said, we will pay, pay hourly workers as though they had worked and as though we had had games. Mark Cuban says, owner of the Mavericks, we will have a program in place to pay hourly workers. Kevin Love says, I will donate $100,000 and give it to hourly workers. Zion Williamson says, I will give $100,000 to hourly workers who are not able to work during the time of these closures. These are great steps. MLB stands up and says, we will give a million dollars with the Players Association to help curb hunger. Those are great steps. But how did those steps happen? And where do we stop? As an owner and president of a team, am I responsible? How big is my ripple of responsibility? Let's just talk about, let's just talk right now about Wrigley Field. Do you realize how many people work around Wrigley Field? If you've never been, you should. It's called Wrigleyville. It's insanity. You basically party your socks off, pun intended, before games, after games, during games, if you can't get into Wrigley. The servers there, the short order cooks there, the managers of those bars, restaurants where you're drinking, they're all shut down right now. Not working. Forget the fact that a majority of their income comes during baseball games. Forget that. What about non-game days? They're still shut. Go further. What about the people who actually supply the food 
to the concession companies who buy the food and then cook it and serve it at baseball, basketball, and hockey games or concerts or any other public gathering. What about the caterer of your wedding that you just had to cancel? Those catering companies have hourly workers too. What about the servers when you go to a nightclub and dance or when you're on Bourbon Street in New Orleans or in downtown Nashville? All of them are being impacted. My job running the Marlins back in the day, I am taking care of the people I can, the people who I know, the people around me. But the reality is the reality. I alone cannot solve every problem. That is why ball clubs are not taking care of the hourly workers who work outside of their employment, if you will, who work for the bars and restaurants outside of the ballpark. And how long will they continue to do it? Baseball thought they were going to miss two weeks. It's two months at best. Baseball thought they were going to have 162 games, 81 home games, 81 opportunities for hourly workers, 81 opportunities, no chance. The most they're going to have, let's even be generous and say 65 home games where they play a 130-game season. By the way, it ain't going to happen. You like that, Ruben? It's not going to happen. Ruben and I had a conversation off camera about the word ain't. I get why people use it. I try to get it. It's not a word. It's not correctly used. The reality is those workers will not have an opportunity to work the full 81 game season. So when I'm saying I'm taking care of my workers, do I pay for the whole 81 games? What about on the NBA side if they go right to playoffs and there are no more games? Are we just covering what the regular season would have been? What if the playoffs are played in front of no fans, which of course is not going to happen because any gathering of a basketball team like we talked about earlier, it's like the UFC. There'll be more than 50 people. Not going to happen. We've got to get this under control. So the funny part is, were I to be, were I to be with the Marlins, I would be honest. This is all I can do. I can't promise that all the hourly workers will have an opportunity to get paid for every regular season game. I want to put a program in place where we work with the companies who actually employ and hire the hourly workers. Do you think for one second that the president of a baseball team is involved in who is behind the concession stand, who's taking your money or flipping your burgers? They're called concessionaires. Now, I may own a percentage of the concessionaire, which we never did, but it is a concessionaire company that gets involved with daily hiring. And those people get hired from a bank of people who have been trained, a group of people who have come to a job fair or a job market. Guess what? If school is not in session, those people don't have daycare for their kids. Are they going to leave them alone to come work? They may have to to make rent. They may have to to pay for electricity. All of us worried about what we're going to do and what we're going to stream and what we're going to read. The number of people who require life essential items, food, shelter, take us back to survivor. What matters? Fire, water, and shelter. I'm not saying we're going back to the cave age, but I'm saying there is a step back happening now, not just in your 401k, not just in the economy. There's a step back in priorities. The essentials need to be managed. 
I can't solve the homeless crisis, but I can certainly tell you that if coronavirus hits the homeless population, it will not be a positive when it comes to death. They are immunocompromised. My point is, all the people looking for a macro solution, if everyone just did what they could do in their own area. I want to tell you a quick story. It's a three-minute story. It's about a kingdom, and the king decided to hold a party for every one of his people, and there were a 1,000 people in the kingdom. And the 1,000 people were told, you can come to a party, and all you have to do is bring one glass of wine, and we're going to pour that wine into a vat, and we are going to share that wine, so you bring a glass, and then you will take a glass, and we will be together as a society. Ironically, it's the opposite of social distancing. It's the opposite of quarantining. But assume no COVID-19. There were people in this town who said, you know what? I know what I can do. I'm going to bring a glass of water to this party. I'm going to pour water into the vat. And when I take my glass and fill it, it will be filled with wine. Because everyone else will have put wine in. So my water will turn into wine. The first guy comes up. He puts in the glass of water. He then gets to the back, and when it's his turn, he puts his cup back in. He fills it, thinking that he had gotten one over on everyone. He had turned water into wine. He put his glass in, and guess what? He had a glass of water. The moral of the story is, if you do your part and you do it right, then the entire community benefits. So I'm not just going to tell you what to do. I'm going to do it. I thought long and hard, and we have an announcement right here on Nothing Personal. I'm announcing the ML Beard Challenge. I and Matthew Coca, our producer, the two of us shave today. We will not shave again until there is a regular season game in Major League Baseball. Whether we look like ZZ Top or the guy in Knocked Up, we will not shave. But that's not enough. I want to draw attention to what we're doing, but here's what we're doing in addition to not shaving, and I buried the lead. Nothing personal will be donating $1,000 a day every day for the next 100 days. $100,000 will be donated until Major League Baseball starts. If it's more than 100 days, yeah, I'm capping it at 100. If it's fewer, it'll be fewer, but it's $1,000 a day. And what are we doing? Every single day for the first 30, nothing personal will be sending $1,000 to each Major League Baseball team's community foundation. Today is the Arizona Diamondbacks. Derek Hall, the president of the Diamondbacks, will receive a check from nothing personal for $1,000, and he is going to use that. The foundation is in the best position to help its community. The Diamondbacks Foundation will help people in Arizona who are being hurt. I'm not giving you a wishy-washy work taking care of the hourly workers. I'm giving money and nothing personal is giving money. That's sort of the same. To a community around this country and I'm giving it to people who know how to spend it. I ran the Marlins Foundation for 16 years. Our foundation made a difference. Each day will be a new team. And after 30 days, and we've donated $30,000, the next 70 days, 
will be going to charities and organizations in South Florida, where we are, where I live, my home, my community. I ask you to join the ML Beard Challenge. Don't shave. I don't care if you're a man or a woman. Don't shave. I would say your legs, but do whatever you want. You will see every day a change, and I'm not stopping. And we are going to make the difference that we can make by donating this money up to $100,000 because I want to do my part and I want you. Is If it's 19 cents a day for COVID-19, make it 19 cents a day. If it's an extra dollar to your server on Uber Eats or DoorDash or Grubhub or whatever, tip the extra dollar because those people are doing a service to you, for you. This is the time we can dare to be different. This is the time where we're going to put a glass of wine in and get a glass of wine out. Join me in the ML Beard Challenge today, now. Wait to see. I got a few guys. I want to tell you that I said the Vegas casinos were going to close. They closed. I don't get credit for it because it was in the rundown for today's show that only Coca saw, but I'm taking credit. I told you the CBA would be ratified. It was. I told you Rory McIlroy would not win the Masters. He didn't. Do I get credit for that one if the Masters isn't played? That's going to be a temporary yes. See, wait to see. You know what it is. I'm accountable. I am accountable to you, my loyal listeners. Thank you for listening, subscribing, rating, reviewing. Don't forget to review on Apple. Rate five stars. Submit a question for an end-of-the-month bonus pod where I will answer your questions. I've got to wait to see now. My wait to see is that the NBA regular season is finished. What do I mean by that? Because people are going to say no chance. When the NBA comes back, they're just going to start again. I don't think people realize how hard it is to arrange arena dates to hold basketball games. And all of this mumbo-jumbo that's being spoken about the NBA playing in front of no fans, forget about it. Because if this is the same as we said in baseball, it is already a group of over 50. That is not going to stop the spread of coronavirus. In order to do it, there has to be complete social distancing. No games in front of anyone. And if they can play, if a team can get together and play with one spit-on dirty basketball, trust me, it'll be safe for fans to go see it. But you can't do arena dates into July, August, September, October. It just doesn't work that way. There will be a truncated schedule. It will go right to playoffs when and if they come back. There is a real possibility the NBA season is finished and will not be played again. And this will be it, frozen, done. Because once we get into next season, that's the 2021 season or the 2021 season. This is not good for Lakers fans, I get it. But we have to have a bigger picture. The bigger picture is not whether LeBron's window is smaller or whether this impacts the number of MVPs he wins or what his final legacy will be. LeBron's legacy is solid. Second greatest player ever, we know that. But we have a bigger job and bigger issues. Join me in the ML Beer Challenge because today of all days, we changed and decided that we were going to make it personal. This is David Sampson.